Hey everybody, Manimal here. It's Thursday, March 23rd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are going to talk about Eric Nadell. We're going to talk about the Rangers injury update. We're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic final, and we've got a couple of Rangers box scores to get go over. So join us today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love the Texas Rangers. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can catch me on social medias, Instagram, Twitter, at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also catch Texas Rangers with the boys on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and the other one. Uh, Twitter. What is the other one? Twitter. Uh, at TX Rangers WTV, and you can catch us online at uh, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Now, joining me today is a special co host, the 20 pound manimal, aka Baron. Uh, he's hanging out in my lap right now, but also the 300 pound manimal, aka Bull, has is here as always, and he is uh, super excited to talk baseball. And, talk box scores today so how you doing buddy where can they find you on socials well it's it's good to be here you know with my fan my number one fanimal yeah the, fan-imal. the 20 pound manimal Ooh, um, we're on a ride always uh always joining us on the show his hot sports opinions are second to none yep. um I'm doing pretty good. I did have to clean up the aftermath of my plumbing issues today, but uh, overall, I made it through no problem. Um, but you know, we're just uh, we're just getting by here on a Thursday morning. It's uh, uh, it's split squad Thursday today because we've got a split squad box score to go over from yesterday. And uh, before we do that, though, I do want to let everybody know that uh, if you if you hang out on Twitter, you can find me there at Manimal Bull. If your preference is Instagram, Manimal Three Hundred. If you like the TikTok, at Bull Pro. And if you're a curmudgeon and you love Facebook like I do, yes, Bull Pro there as well. <clears throat> I mean, we are blowing up on Facebook, man. I get stuff like I get twenty five notifications on the Rangers, Texas Rangers with the boys stuff on Facebook. So. Thanks everybody. Shout out to all you guys and gals on Facebook. Most of the guys. It just uh, really, it, it really shows us where our demos hit. It really does. Hey. What they, what that, what we don't know is that uh, these people that listen are are really just like us. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it, we're we're really the the shows for you guys. I mean, we we talk just because we're going to talk one way or another, but. Uh, we're trying to, you know, give some give some good Rangers uh, news. We know there's not a lot of uh, Texas Rangers daily podcasts out there, and so we just wanted to kind of help uh, help do our part uh, for this great organization that we love. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today, and on the box score side of things, not a whole lot of of uh, news, but I guess we can kick it off with the WBC final. Um, it was a riveting. Uh, final and one run game and it came down to the wire ironically um as a pro wrestler both a couple of pro wrestlers you don't say uh, we, yeah yeah we don't find anything ironic uh in something that looks like all the stars aligned we call that wrestlemania um <laughs> that's <laughs> do, you, a, do you like that do you like yeah that? that's that kind of bad. yeah that I, I, like it would the only thing that would have been more fitting is if that like the night before otani and trout had pointed at like the wbc sign mm-hmm. That would yeah. have been the only thing more fitting for this ending, yeah. but 
you know, the people got what they wanted, the what mm-hmm. the, you know the that we've all been waiting for, and and that was mm-hmm. Shohei Otani and and Mike Trout to finish the game. But you know, the game wasn't decided on one one batter. Um, no, no. You know, uh, the the Japanese team they they put together a couple of little rallies and and got themselves in a position to win that game, and the U.S. just couldn't quite catch up. Yeah, I mean, and, and frankly, like, there's really no loser in this game. I know it was uh, everybody loses, you know, and I know that second place is the first loser and all that. Uh, but, you ain't I first, mean, you're last. There you go. But Japan played good the entire – I don't think they lost. They didn't lose a game the whole time. Uh, the U.S. had a dominating offense. Probably uh, all the talk was probably that they didn't have enough pitching. But uh, at the end of the day, like, I mean, it was a great uh, – the WBC was great. It was a lot of fun. I think Saturday night was probably the highlight for uh, the American audience. Yeah, um, and then and Monday a, night would have been the highlight for yep. the the, uh, the Japanese team prior. So, you know, I mean, um, outside of winning, but, like, they, they had to come back in, to beat Mexico on Monday night. So lots of highs for the, the Japanese team. And um, I think we really kind of got a dose of uh, – um, Masataka Yoshida mm-hmm. in this thing, so it was kind of fun, and he was a uh, he was a bunch of fun, and and you know Otani probably the best player on earth showed that he was the best player in this tournament, which you know you probably expected that maybe coming in, but mm-hmm. you never know. You thought maybe that U.S. lineup could could uh, navigate and score a couple of more runs than they did, but um, the 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 samurai Japanese team they mm. kept them under control and and um, you know they finished that thing off with Darvish and Otani which is which is pretty intimidating yeah. in its own right so yeah you know uh, yeah. but Otani hey, you know, did give I mean, up the home run the uh, Otani did give that home run up on a on a ten pitch mm-hmm. some reason throwing a sweeper there at the end but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it was a fun tournament, and it really got people – you know what it kind of felt like for baseball was it was like that return to, like, pre-2020 pandemic mm-hmm. era where everybody felt comfortable playing ball together, and we got the mm-hmm. whole world doing it. And mm-hmm. the Japanese faithful are in there with the United States faithful, and mm-hmm. and and we're having – you know, everybody's having a good time, and, you know, maybe – Maybe there are losers on the field, but like I don't think anybody that went to any of these games, especially all these semifinal and final and quarterfinal games, felt you know felt like they got no. cheated at all. Yeah, and no, so no. so good for so, good for the game. You know, I think I think a so lot. So question: of, So do you feel like maybe now this is like a little redemption? Uh, you know, for Hiroshima, Nagasaki. You feel like maybe Japan has uh, you know is it too soon. I think we've mended those bridges when we built them back better than any of the cities that we have in the United States. So okay. I'll, uh, well, I'll leave it at that. I, <laughs> I, I understand that we're telling a bomb jokes here in 2023, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bite Harry Truman's been dead for damn near 50 years, my dude. So let's let, let's let sleeping dogs lie and let's just make this about baseball and not, uh, not everything oh else that went on in the you, 40s. This is what's funny about this is that this was a, a reversal uh, of roles here. This was the manimal taking the high road, and uh, it, it can happen. 
Uh, it, and, uh, it normally and me with won't. The inappropriate human with the inappropriate yeah, humor. The, nor, normally, we'd have gotten a dolphins and whale reference from me or something, but not today. Not today. Well, and and, and in all seriousness, all we we don't want to make light of something like that. And if we do have Japanese fans listening to the show, we we don't want to make light of this sort of thing. We're just having a having a little bit of fun. But um, hey, and real real ahead. quick on that, Trey Turner. I am mm. not looking forward to seeing Trey Turner in Texas <laughs> on opening weekend if that kid's going to do what he did during the tournament. So hopefully he'll get a week in Florida to dry out a little bit and and uh, yeah. slow down some before he gets here to Arlington. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of Arlington and speaking of Rangers, an, an ex-Ranger uh, who we were kind of talking about maybe joining the team would have been – I still to this day think he would have been a nice free agent pickup. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it too much because so much was going on, but uh, a, uh, the Colorado Rockies, excuse me, there's Colorado Rockies uh, picked up an ex-Ranger. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, Jerkson Profar was kind of like that last free agent hanging on, trying to at least get a little bit of money because I think like at $4 million, everybody would have jumped on him, but I think he was probably trying to get somewhere closer to ten, and and the market slowed for him, and you know, a lot of teams that were in the need for a left fielder were more like the Rangers that were looking for one or two years um, instead of, instead of you know, a long-term contract on a guy like Jerks and Profar, which, you know, I think he'll, he'll be fine with, with Colorado. He adds some, some pop to their lineup, uh, him and Chris Bryant now together, and I believe they still have Chris Cron out there hitting home runs. So, you know... Uh, the Rockies, their their biggest problem is going to be pitching again this year, and we'll just kind of see how it ends up for them. But I would have to say, uh, you know, Jerks and Profar is going to make them a better team, but uh, probably not good enough to get in front of Arizona, San Diego, or Los Angeles. Yeah, pulling for Arizona this year for personal reasons. Um, and honestly, so, uh, you know, well, Jerks and Profar is a good pickup for Colorado on a one-year deal because if he does have a good season – August rolls around, they can get a prospect or two for them. And, you know, mm. they end up, they end up getting seven years out of somebody or maybe 14 years out of a couple of players for a guy that they signed up on a one year right before spring training ended. Yeah. He loved that take too. That's a, again, that's something that I wouldn't have even thought about um, if I didn't know you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so if you're and, listening to the show, you're welcome for, for the, the vast, uh, knowledge that uh, you, Manimal carries about you, the nuances of the game. You see it a bunch, and, and you know when you always talk about, you know, when people are talking about one-year contracts, they always talk that there's not really a bad one-year contract because, you know, worst-case scenario, you flip them at the deadline and you're in the same spot, but now you've got some years on a, on a kid that could be a, a, a good player for you down the road. So uh, a Ranger favorite uh, is uh, going to be, as you said, uh a Hall of Famer is not breaking camp with the team this year. Uh, not good news. Not a not a fun story, but still important to talk about because uh, we are the Rangers. We are a Texas Rangers podcast. Yeah, well, we we want to uh, you know send our uh, our uh, I don't know how what you would call it, but like just our get well or feel better or or whatever with Eric Nadell because he's gonna he's gonna take the first couple of months of the season off and work on himself. And, and I understand that truly um, from with everything that's went on in my life in the last couple of years, knowing how hard things are and that, you know, like you got to spend some time on yourself, even when you don't mm-hmm. think that 
that time for you is as important as it is for the other, the people around you and the people that you care about. So I get this and it hits close with me and, and it's, you know, so I want to just say that Eric Nadell, I used to work in the co- clubs and the bars and uh, bounce and all that stuff and Denton and Dallas and uh, Fort Worth and all the towns around here. And uh, all my encounters with Eric Nadell were nothing but just fantastic. He's a great dude. He loves the local music scene and he loves the Texas Rangers. And let's be honest, I mean, you know, he, he's our Hall of Famer right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, we he he, uh, he definitely earned that Ford Frick um, um, Hall nod and, and, and definitely should be in the the uh, hall of fame as, as one of the best announcers that the game has ever, ever had. And, and he, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that growing up listening to Jack Buck in St. Louis, like coming to Texas and having Eric Nadell was like a mm-hmm. nice, like a nice transition because he was, he was good and he's, and he's always been good. So just a speedy recovery to him and hope he gets to feeling better and feeling like he can get back to calling games as soon as possible. Awesome, awesome. I want to quote uh, Jeff Cavanaugh. Maybe I'm paraphrasing here. One of my favorite Dallas Cowboys podcasters and uh, news guys, but he says, "You never know what people are going through, so be nice to everybody." And so uh, I, I second that. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're driving on the highway uh, during the day. But uh, you know, we want the best for Nadella. We're lifting him up in our prayers, and uh, we want to see a quick recovery. And if he comes back to to call in the games great if he doesn't you know what man do what's best for you man we we got we got we got plenty of good years and you know take care of yourself is, is absolutely all i think we're concerned about and and jared and the crew over there they'll they'll pick up well and, and they'll do a good job with until he gets back 100 percent, 100 percent. um awesome well let's uh let's kind of move into uh we got one more also thing i was gonna say the, just real okay. quick um, I haven't seen any uh, uh, updates on either Glenn Otto or Leody Tavares. So um, just as we were previously, we're kind of in that same spot, just waiting for somebody to tell us what's going on on those kids and, and, and see when they're going to be ready and back to, to playing baseball. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm hugging my kid and wishing him good night right now. So uh, maybe you can keep going. Well, uh, um there wasn't really a ton to talk about on the injury front. I don't have anything um, of anybody that's just, uh, um, you know, the outside of Glenn Otto and Leody Tavares. I did see that Owen White threw on the backfields on Tuesday. So it's good to see him back because he was experiencing a little bit of arm fatigue. Okay. Dead um, arm? Yeah, you know, the old dead arm. <laughs> I think it's more of just coming back to camp and throwing and he kind of been pulled for that a little bit last year. So, you know, I think him just maybe a a couple of days in between here and there will help him. So I think we got a box score uh, we were going to cover before we uh, paid some bills. We're going to go, we're going to stick with that. Yeah. Let's uh, uh, you want to do the, the uh, Eovaldi start first. Yeah, I think we're going to do that one because we had a little more to talk about with the second, uh, the other, the what was it, the White Sox game? Or no, I'm yeah. sorry, the, the, the Giants oh, game. Oh, the Giants, yeah, the Giants yeah. game. I, we're going to talk about some, some fun stuff with that game, I think. Uh, there's a little bit of fun in the back end of that one. So let's talk about Evaldi, man, uh, a guy who's had an amazing spring so far, which is all you can hope for for a, a veteran, healthy, 
just looking lights out. So how do you look today? Well, you know, I can't say he didn't look good. You know, I mean, he uh, he did do something that he hadn't done all spring. He did walk a guy. He he, he let off the game oh, with a, with a walk. Yeah. So, um, but he uh, he walked Elvis Andrus to lead the game off, but uh, he got Hazley um, Sheets and Grandall to finish that through, and then he came back top of the second. He gave up a leadoff single to Oscar Colas. But then he got uh, Zebby Zavala to fly out, um, gives up a single to Lurie Garcia, who's just a pro hitter. He's been doing it mm-hmm. a long time. He steals second. And so now he's got second and third, one out, gets a strikeout mm-hmm. of Duke Ellis, and then gets a ground ball to get out of that inning. So a couple of hits there, but no, uh, no actual damage. And he kind of uh, – Gets through a little bit of a jam there with uh, with nothing on the scoreboard. Um, he comes mm. back out top of the third. Top of the third went really well for him. He gets Andrus, Hazley, and Sheets in order. Mm-hmm. And uh, the top of the fourth, he did get uh, he got Yasmani Grandal to ground out, and then he gives up a double to Colas, and then Zebi Zavala doubles mm-hmm. to Clint Frazier. But uh, you know, I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure. Oh, you know what? Oscar Colas is thrown out at the plate by Clint Frazier. That's what we got here. I was trying to figure hey. out and put things together. So, so uh, um, we'll get to Clint Frazier here in a minute. But he had a nice day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. Then with uh, a runner on second and two outs, he gets Larry Garcia to ground out, uh, and then that'll conclude his fourth inning. And then he throws a fifth inning where he gets Duke Ellis to strike out. He gets mm-hmm. uh, he gives up a single to Bryce Willits or Willits. Bryce Willits steals second, but he strikes out Elvis Andrews. Gets Adam Hazley to ground out, and then uh, he concludes his day um, with no runs on four hits. And uh, box score's got five hits. Are you sure? Were the Sorry, were they all the hits? Or Nazi over here? Were they all hit? Um, I, I looks like know. they got him at five innings, five hits. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah, that second double where they got thrown out at the plate is the one I didn't have counted in there. But five innings, four strikes out to walk, nothing I on cheated, the board. You, well, you're you doing know, it the hard way. <laughs> I'm, well, and I'm also trying to go through the summary as well. Um, mm-hmm. um, four balls on the ground, five balls in the air. So pretty, uh, pretty much, you know, even there. He um, was sitting 90 to 92, throwing mostly cutters and sliders. His fastball was sitting 96. Um, and I think he was throwing three pitches in between 90 and 92. Um, so the cutter, the slider, um, mm. is, and and the changeup probably because his curveball was probably what was sitting in the 80s. So, wow. you know, what I mean. What a dynamic, right? Yeah. Man, what I a mean, hard guy to hit. Five pitches, and he threw mostly cutters and sliders today. Um, so it was probably, I, I mean, I, I was re or yesterday uh, on Wednesday, but I was reading that it was uh, a little cool. So maybe he wasn't really airing it out on the, on the safe mm-hmm. side. Um, yeah, Taylor Hearn. That's the veteran, the veteran in him. Uh, Taylor Hearn yeah, follows Nathan Evaldi. But uh, real quick, I just want to jump in here, real quick. Absolutely. I mean, just to make, make a comment more than anything, more, more of a, Kind of a ten thousand uh, foot view, but 
the pitching, the just the box score alone on the pitching is is impressive. Um, I think the big thing that stands out to me, and again, this is something that you harped on all spring training, is only they only got two, they only gave up two walks. Yeah. Um, and and the guys that were in this was this was a bullpen. This right here to me looks a lot like the bullpen we're probably going to see uh, during the regular season. They're, those three guys on the back part, yeah, I would say that you're going to see them a lot. You might see Brock Burke in that Taylor Hearn spot some. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, Will Smith, he was sitting 90, 92-ish. And I thought he was kind of – I thought he threw a little harder than that. But his off-speed works and his off-speed plays. The biggest thing that's – the biggest concern to the Rangers, in my opinion, is lack of velocity in their bullpen. You know, LeClerc's yeah. throwing 92, 94 instead of 97, 96, 97. Will Smith, I was thinking, was more, you know, more like 94, 95, and he's more like 90, 92. Now, Hernandez does throw 98 to 100 with mm-hmm. his with his uh, sinker. But, you know, and, and I think Hearn can jack it up there, probably 96, he can get 97 the 96, as yeah. well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some velocity there, but. It seems like when you watch those playoff games and stuff, like all the guys that come in, they all seem to have 98, 99. And we were talking about that in the uh, in the World WBC. Baseball Classic, that all these guys that Venezuela and, and the Dominican Japan. and Japan, they were all throwing 98, 99, 100. So I would like Dude. to see the Rangers uh, emphasize that, especially if they do have trouble in the bullpen is at the trade deadline getting some guys in here with some years left on their, on their, uh, on their deals that you can get, you know, you can get a good bullpen hand to sure up that back end. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you were talking about Clint Frazier uh, having a big day today, obviously he threw someone out uh, from the outfield, but at the same time, uh, flashing the bat today too, with the, with the home run. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, he had a dinger today. Um, Fortunately, it was just a solo job. It would have been nice to have some guys on base. Um, but for for a split squad, you know what you're getting. You're going to get a lot of uh, a, a lot of guys playing kind of out of position, and, and you'll have Seager and Simeon on one game and Lowe and Young on the other game. So you're not getting to see everybody, but you're trying to get everybody because, you know, you get Garver and Heim both out there at a start today, and then you're able to get – uh, Zeke Duran some time at shortstop and get a chance to see him there because, you know, if he's going to be that utility guy, you want to know that he can play short. You want to know he can play second. You know, he can play some third. You know, he can play some left field. But you want to see him play all these positions going into the season. Um, Clint Frazier's still getting a look in left field. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that he's – I mean, he's not going to be the left fielder, but, uh, you know, I mean – Bubba Thompson has struggled at the plate, and and yeah. and if Clint Frazier can put some put some hits together here going into the end of spring, I mean, I, I you know, on, I mean, you gotta it. get you gotta get you gotta find out whose roster spot that is. But I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that's going to deter him from being, you know, I mean, that, and I think they like the idea of Josh Smith a little bit more too because he could play three positions out there and, and he could play the infield positions too. Well, I think I just, what you're bringing up, uh, sorry just to comment here, but just to bring it up because seeing Duran play short today kind of substantiates to me a little bit of what we talked about 
uh, either last show or the show before that maybe they're looking for looking at, at Josh Smith at center field, Bubba Thompson as that fourth outfielder. And, uh, and then also having Duran is that kind of utility guy. But the thing is, is that Duran and Smith can kind of play that re- utility role. They both can pretty much play anywhere. I, I think what really helps Josh Smith is that little bit of extra uh, time playing center field at the triple A level and playing it a little bit at the big league level. Um, I think that's going to help him a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But Duran, I mean, whereas I was kind of on the fence about him making the team, I'm pretty sure he's going to make the team now. Well, and how how concerned are you with Bubba Thompson's game today? Well, I mean, you not know, long term, but but I'm talking about like this year, uh, first I, of the season. Like, how concerned are you with with his with him right now? Well, uh, you know, he he. Tried to lay a bunt down, and that didn't go well for him. Uh, didn't make a whole lot. At least he didn't strike out four times today. That's uh, he, he made some contact today. He's been making steady contact. So I think it may come around for him still. I just still think that, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where he's still on that guessing game in the batter's box where he doesn't feel comfortable just yet. And I think that, yeah. you know, he's not being able to sit back and drive balls and that's kind of hurting him a little bit. And and yep. if I had to guess, that's what I would say is going to be his, you know, the detriment. And we've talked about it the whole time that we've been doing the show since day one, when we talked about Bubba Thompson, it's how much contact can he make and how many times can he get on base? And, and, you know, I mean, 200% or 20% ain't going to cut it. Well, and then, I mean, again, not to harp on the issue, but I mean, is it, is it going to hurt him if, you know, maybe he's not ready and he needs to get a few more reps in the minor leagues. Um, is it going to hurt him to do that? I know he's a little bit older. Well, it hurts now because Tavares isn't in the lineup. Right. Uh, things could have been totally different for him, and he could have just started the season at AAA had Tavares been healthy. But he's going to have to start the team probably in the in the major leagues unless you're yeah. willing to give Clint Frazier that – Tavares yeah. spot, yeah. you know, if you're, if, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know how possible that is when most of the spots that you need are going to be pitching in that bullpen. Right. Right. Well, I don't want to belabor the subject. Uh, not a whole lot more to talk about on offense, except Josh, no, Josh uh, kept his batting average up. Yeah. The one thing that I was going to say over with runners in scoring position. Yeah. It's going to be something we're going to talk about all year, all spring, all whatever, because that's going to be an important thing for them to be able to score enough runs. um, Also, real quick, uh, Evan Carter sighting in this game. Yeah. And also, um, a guy, remember a couple of years ago, the Rangers were pretty hot and heavy on Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. And when they didn't get Shohei Otani, they signed a Cuban kid that was a little bit older named J.P. Martinez. Okay. And uh, there was a J.P. Martinez sighting today. On, uh, mm, I see that. Uh, in, in, uh, in surprise. So just interesting. He looks like he played a little center field behind Bubba Thompson today. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts coming into his own this year out, in, uh, out at Round Rock um, mm-hmm. because – it seems like he's kind of about that age right now where it started coming together for Adolis Garcia. 
Okay. And I wouldn't I wouldn't mind keeping an eye on him this year as we watch mm-hmm. Round Rock. And, and getting the better because we haven't talked about him yet on the show. And this is the first right. time that we've talked about him. But I, I still think and I remember, you know, the scouting reports and everything on this guy when he came over and they were all really, really good and really, really sound player. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested in him. He struggled a little bit and that could be just getting acclimated to the United States and getting acclimated to a different kind of ball. But um, somebody to just kind of keep your eye on when we talk about Round Rock this year. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, before we talk about this next uh, this next box tour, how about you guys let me tell you about what's coming up on March 31st. We're going to have Trouble on the Trinity 2, and it's going to host the Hell's Half Acre Tournament to crown the Trinity River Heritage Champion. This will be at Martin House Brewing Brewery a pro wrestling event with Matt War Pro teaming up with Texas Roughhouse sponsored or brought to you by Def Breath. Um, just a lot of excitement around this. Our resident manimal is going to win the tournament and take the belt home. It's the day after opening day. We're going to be celebrating uh, Jake DeGrom no hitter for the first time in Rangers history on opening day. Uh, just a lot of excitement around this weekend. Uh, a lot of buzz going around town about it here in Fort Worth. And, uh, you know, just want to tell you guys about it. I think bell time is uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be out there a little earlier than that uh, recording a, a, a show for the podcast uh, on site just to, to be a part of the excitement and everything that's going on and really just spread the Texas Rangers love uh, in our gear and all that good stuff, our Rangers hats. And feel free to come and talk to us and talk to us about baseball. And last, last, the last Monday, I believe, is upcoming on this Monday at Buffalo Bros. Uh, That's right. Be, That's right. Yep. They will be watching wrestling and talking wrestling, but also your your resident Manimal will be there, and he's willing to talk wrestling and or baseball with you and eat as many wings together as you guys can humanly possibly eat those wings. And that's in Sundance Square, uh, downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Did I miss anything? Um, one thing I just wanted to add is that Starry Ice Cream will always also be in the house on Friday, mm. March thirty first, and they've got uh, they've got some wonderful ice creams that people need to really check out if they come to the show. It's uh, um, real thirty dollars for front row, twenty five for second, third, and fourth, and ringside mm. or uh, general admission is fifteen dollars. Um, it says general admission, standing room only, but Martin House, you know they come prepared because they're such a big brewery in Fort Worth and they do so many great events all year round. They've got, they've got tons of picnic tables, tons of chairs. You can bring your own chair. We don't care how you get here. Just get here on Friday, March 31st to Martin House Brewing so we can, so we can entertain you with not only our Texas Rangers with the boys podcast, but some great wrestling action from Matt War Pro. Yep, really excited about it. So something else we're really excited about is the uh, the box score uh, and going over. The, hey, let me just tell you guys something. I love when Manimal goes over these box scores like this. Uh, I know you guys love it too because you respond by listening to the show. Um, so, and I was told him before the show, I was like, hey man, we got to save some time so you can go over these summaries and these box scores and you know, just give us your insight on each little detail. And I just want to point out how much fun the last box score was. And now that I know you're super excited about this one, 
uh, I'm just going to kind of turn it loose and let you let you take it over and may and I may make a few comments here and there. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to be excited about in this uh, in this box score here. So go ahead and take it. Well, now, uh, real quick, uh, John Gray did give up some runs today, but uh, none of them were earned. So the Rangers uh, starting pitchers have still not given up just a ton of earned runs this spring. And that's a good sign. But uh, we'll go over here. Um, John Gray, I think he went four and two thirds, but we'll uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, in the first inning, um, he gets uh, Conforto to ground out. Flor- Wilmer Flores flies out. Brandon Crawford does single to uh, single to right, but he gets uh, David Villar VR to fly out to end the inning, and uh, so we've got one down. Right? Sounds so, good. All right, second inning. Second inning, uh, uh, John Gray brought the goods out there because he gets uh, Blake Sable to line out, Casey Schmidt to strike out, and uh, Bryce Johnson flies out to Joe McCarthy in foul territory. So now we're down two, and uh, John Gray through two has given up one run, or I mean one hit. Okay. Uh, the third inning gets a little bit dicey mm-hmm. because uh, Joe he gets Joey Bart to fly out. Now here's where it gets dicey because guess what it starts with? A Brett Wisely walk. I was going to say, I was going to call it a walk. A Brett Wisely walk. So now he's got one on, one out. And Conforto doubles to the right fielder, Robbie Grossman. That moves Brett Wisely to third. So now we got second and third and one out. John Gray Tries to sneak in behind Wisely at third, throws it away. Mm. Wisely and Conforto score. So you've got Wilmer Flores comes behind it, pops out. He walks Brandon Crawford, but he gets Mm. David Villar to strike out. And what that becomes is those two runs become unearned because the pop out to shortstop and a strikeout Mm. is going to get him through that inning if he doesn't throw the ball away. Yeah, interesting that to me that when your pitcher makes an error and then causes that – that error causes a run score, then it's not an earned run. Kind of funny to me. It, it is funny, but it's uh, it's not the, the same – yeah, it's not the same aspect of an, an earned run and an unearned. Sure. So, so we're through, what, three? And he's given yep. up two, two unearned runs. But he had – he now has three walks on the game. Yep. And we got one error, too. And we've got an error, yes. And that just continues to go up here in a second. So, okay. bottom of four, Blake Sable singles. He gets Casey Schmidt to fly out. He gets Bryce Johnson to ground into a force play. Brad Miller to Corey Seager. Bryce Johnson steals second. Joey Bart singles. Bryce Johnson th- scores, but he scores on a throwing error from Corey Seager. He gets mm. Brett Wisely to ground into a force out, and that third run becomes unearned. Yikes. So he's going he's gonna to go back out for five. Oh, okay. All right. So he gets, he gets Conforto. He gets Wilmer mm. Flores. And we get a mound visit, and uh, Brock Burke replaces John Gray. But probably uh, a pitch count thing. Probably a pitch count thing. He had a certain amount of pitches that he was going to throw, and when he got to that number, once he got that next batter to either get out or walk or whatever happens, 
you know that they were coming to get him. So um, Brock Burke comes in behind him. He promptly walks toward Proctor. <laughs> Which never a recipe for success. <clears throat> well, and it's, it's very Brock Burke. This, this outing, mm-hmm. the, the third of an inning that Brock Burke threw today was very Brock Burke because he walked toward Proctor, then he gets a ground ball, he's out of it, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just kind of been effectively wild all year. Um, and, and the sixth inning, wild. in the sixth inning, we got Here we, we go. got some some Jacob Burns, and we've been. Or, I mean, Burns Jacob Barnes. Barnes. I'm sorry, there Jacob Barnes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah, looking. Yeah. He replaced uh, Brock Burke, and that that A those A's kind of got together on this uh, paper mm, okay. on me. And like yeah. I, I mean, you you know, I told everybody that I that I was cleaning up the residual. Uh, mm. shower mess. Well, that involved mm. a lot of ammonia and bleach, so uh, my yeah. head's not working great. Don't sniff ammonia and bleach, to... guys. What do, you, what do you think happens if Jake Barn, Jacob Barnes didn't have a great outing today? What do you think he did with that first batter? Probably walked him. Walked him. Casey Schmidt reaches on a fielding error by first baseman Brad Miller. Now you got first and second. Nobody out. Okay. Jonah Heim helps him out because uh, Blake Sable tries to take third. He still uh, and and uh, Jonah Heim throws him out. Mm. Behind that, Bryce Johnson doubles. Casey Schmidt scores. There's a wild pitch from Barnes. He walks Joey Bart. Joey Bart steals second. Brett wisely reaches on a fielder's choice. Barnes to Heim, Bryce mm-hmm. Johnson out at home. So now we're looking at this ball. Via, it's still an unearned run. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a mound visit, and John King's going to replace Jacob Barnes. He comes in, gets Conforto to ground out, hitting over. So we're through six. The Rangers have given up four runs, <laughs> not one of them earned. When he got old spores coming out. Oh, oh man. I'm sure it is. I, I haven't even looked because I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin the excitement of what might happen. So he comes in. He promptly gives up a leadoff single to Wilmer Flores. He strikes out Ford Proctor. He gets Will Wilson to line out to left fielder Keith Ron Moss, who is somebody we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, Blake Sable singles Wilmer Flores to second. Um, so he's given up a couple of hits, but he gets Casey Schmidt to ground out, and then that ends the inning. So Spores was clean today, but, uh, you know, it's always an adventure when that cat's out there on the hill. Exactly. Thank goodness Barlow came in, and it was like a normal uh, – Yeah, Bar- uh, a normal Barlow. Normal inning, two strikeouts. Is gonna yeah, happen. Barlow finishes <laughs> things out for the Rangers today because there was no need for that bottom of the ninth because the Rangers could not score any runs today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he strikes out Johnson, gets our back to fly out, and strikes out wisely. So a good, another good outing for uh, Joe Barlow. He continues to, um, he, he continues to get strikeouts and uh, mm-hmm. get outs out of that back into the bullpen for him. So you know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully his velocity is somewhere closer to ninety four, ninety five than ninety. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't see any reports on that. Um, overall, though, good pitching from the Rangers. They got in a little bit of trouble, and if you want to, if you want to see why they got in a little bit of trouble, I mean, it all starts with those walks, man. Yep. Too many walks. walks today. Five walks. Uh, 
more than they'd like. Question. Yeah. You know, Got a question for you. How do you get 10 hits in a game? And Man, I don't know. Runs? Like, there's, there's a ton <laughs> of stuff that I have no idea. I mean, your top hitters, all of your top hitters, between all your starters, you know. Well, I mean, things you got, didn't, you got like, things like didn't six, help. Six, seven when hits Brad, from your main guys. Things did not help when Brad Miller grounded into two double plays. Mm. Uh, that didn't help anything. Um, you know, Brad Miller, not exactly a first baseman either. Mm. That's 14 okay. 14 left on base today. Yeah, 14 left on base, and they were a whopping 0 for 5. Mm-hmm. Or an, a whopping 0 for 8 overall today with runners in scoring position. Mm. Uh, but the pitching overall, pretty good. Um, you know, you want to see Barnes have a little bit better success because, uh, you know, we're kind of thinking that he might make this thing out of out of spring. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, I mean, the pitching today was good. Just not enough hitting and not enough. Well, I mean, I say not enough hitting, but they had 10 hits. But right. You know, just one extra base hit. So you know the not not moving them enough, and but it was well, good to see Seager and Simeon both had a couple I'm of a, hits. I'm a boot you in the gut here. I'm a boot right. to the gut here. Um, the thing you were most excited about in this game was some of these names of these players, some of these guys that played in this game that we haven't really got to talk about. And I don't want to run out of time. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, let me so let me why get this in. Dive right into that. We can talk about see we're going to talk about Seager, Simeon and these guys all year long, but let's talk about some of these other names that uh, you've been you were going off about before we even started the show. Uh, a couple of guys that got at bats today that uh, haven't gotten any at bats so far in uh spring and uh you know not a not a ton of not a ton of success at the plate, but it was kind of it, it was kind of cool to see Anthony Gutierrez Mm-hmm. playing in a in an A game today. Yeah. You know, we talked about the other day the Padres playing the the kid that they had just signed out of international pool and having him out in an A game. Well, this is kind of like that same thing. I mean, Anthony Gutierrez might be a tad bit more experienced than that kid, but not much. And to see him out there, you know, just it was kind of a cool sight. And, uh, you know, Keith Ron Moss and uh, Zion Bannister and some of those kids got to play a little bit today, too. So it was just nice to see them out there. And I know it was a split squad and the minor league stuff got canceled on Wednesday. So it was cool to see him out there. And I just wanted to mention the Gutierrez. I mean, he struck out, but he got that at bat. And it was it was just kind of fun to see some of those guys. And we had talked about J.P. Martinez on the other end. So. Just uh, uh, just an interesting scene today out there for these uh, these uh, A games having some minor leaguers play today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we had talked a little bit just before uh, we wrap up. We talked a little bit just about how Gutierrez, you know, he's got a buzz outside of the organization. I mean, you can't pretty much talk about prospects and top prospect, uh, you know, lists and that sort of thing. If he's not on them, he's one of those guys that kind of gets talked about a lot. So a yeah. lot of excitement around this guy. And it I sure really seems, can't wait to see him grow. It sure seems that there's a lot of uh, buzz about Gu- Anthony Gutierrez and Evan Carter being outfielders in this uh, in this thing for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. And so, maybe sooner than we think. I would, yeah, we want to see that. We want. I want to see one of those guys where we get a, you know, a, a Vlad Jr. or a Tatis or one of these guys that come up real young and uh, really just kind of light the league on fire. I mean, we, we, we haven't had one of those in a while, so we, we'd love to see it. 
Um, I think we're good, man. You yeah, I talked way too long about? today. Yeah, I talked it was way fun, too though, man. Today. I enjoyed yeah. every bit of it. I talked way too long. We had way too much to get to, so we're we did another cram jam today where we're putting a we're putting an hour's worth of show into forty minutes. Yep, but we want to thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you guys. We're going to just scoot on out of here. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram. Okay. Real quick, okay. Cole, Cole Raggins on the Hill on Thursday or today for the Rangers. Yep. Really exciting. Uh, can't wait to see it. Hopefully he has a, a, a knockout outing and, and really solidifies uh, his, his spot at the top of the, the, the list of guys that get called up uh, when the opportunity comes. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TXRangersWTV. Catch us on our website, Texas Rangers with the boys, and on all of your favorite streaming uh, platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Public, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, yada, yada, yada. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.